The following podcast is a Clutch Media production. Welcome to They Get It. My name's Kelsey, and my co-host Emma and I love direct-to-consumer brands. Whether it's an amazing customer experience or a really killer social strategy, this podcast will feature the brands and founders who just get it. All right, so a bit of a different episode today. I consider Taylor a founder because she runs a coaching brand, if you will, or community. Community is a better word. But we talk more about coaching and how it can be helpful to people. So um, a little bit of background. I've worked with Taylor at Shopify. We got introduced through mutual colleagues and we really hit it off. She just, I think, is such a smart individual. She's so passionate about personal development. And yeah, I'm just really excited for you to hear what she has to say about coaching. Yeah. And we were so fortunate way back in the day, like Shopify has prioritized having coaches actually on staff full time at Shopify. So we have had the pleasure of working with coaches really since the beginning. And in this episode, I'll tell a few stories of ways that coaches have helped us. But I just think that sets such a healthy and positive tone that this isn't something you can just wing, right? There are highs and lows Mm -hmm. in starting businesses, even being employees at someone else's business. And having that support mechanism there is just really meaningful. Absolutely. I think we're so fortunate that we've been able to work with coaches. And what I love about what Taylor's doing with Elevate and Expand is that she's actually creating a community of curious individuals who are looking to deepen their self-awareness, who want to pursue personal development and ultimately seek greater fulfillment. And I think that's really aligned with the journey of entrepreneurship in general. And so Taylor will talk us through a little bit of how she's built it um Mm -hmm. get out of coaching and yeah it's a really fun episode let's get into it let's do it well taylor thank you so much for being here um a little bit of backstory taylor and i um have met at shopify and we connected pretty quickly because i think we have a lot of similar interests in the personal development and coaching space and yeah you've been somebody i've wanted to have on since we started thinking about this podcast so super happy to have you here yeah thank you so much i'm super excited so i guess to get started it would be great to just hear about how you came up with elevate and expand and what inspired you to pursue coaching yeah definitely so um i guess Taking a step back, I work full-time at Shopify, as Emma mentioned, and I was introduced to coaching uh, at Shopify, actually. So we have a a group of internal in-house coaches, and this is where I first learned of coaching. And um, that inspired me, honestly, when I first heard about it. And then the more I learned about it and researched, and um, I, I just kind of felt like I found my calling and it really aligns with a lot of my own personal passions. Um, And I know people say like, whatever you do in your spare time, um, you know, you should find that in a career. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of what I do in my spare time is, um, you know, read personal development books, um, constantly learning, taking courses um, and super engaged in that world. So, you know, I'm a content Mm -hmm. like podcasts, articles, um, books, Mm -hmm. love learning and reading. And, um, and so that's what kind of drew me to coaching initially. And um, I I guess it's worthwhile mentioning that I still have a full time job at Shopify. um, And uh, on the side kind of got my coaching certifications and, and then founded Elevate and Expand. Yeah, and I can attest the coaches at Shopify are like, top-notch, absolute saints of human beings. I've had so many good experiences with them. Can we go back and talk about some of those 
early introductions to coaching, what was it about either working with coaches or even digging into these personal development exercises that really clicked for you? Yeah. So I guess as a personal value of mine, I'm, you know, totally um, obsessed with the idea of just personal growth and development and learning. And so when I found out about coaching, when you first start at Shopify, they um, they ask you to take the Enneagram test, which is a mm-hmm. personality test. And they send you this like 10 plus page um, <laughs> breakdown of who you are and um, you know, according to the Enneagram. And, and that's kind of your first introduction to, to Shopify and to coaching and personal reflection. And um, these are things that, you know, in my spare time, personality tests and horoscopes and all these things, mm-hmm. um, you know, a super junkie of like learning more about myself and developing self-awareness and just exploring who, who am I and why am I here? And so um, that was kind of the first the first intro to coaching and then meeting with coaches and learning more about exactly what they do and what they offer to people and just um, being a helper myself. I know that, you know, a lot of helpers are attracted to either coaching or becoming therapists, Mm -hmm. um, doctors, et cetera. And so uh, that was the first kind of introduction, I guess, to the coaching world. And the more I learned, the more excited I got about the potential of, you know, becoming certified and helping people in this way. Oh, I love it. And I was going to ask you what your Enneagram type is. I'm not surprised that you're a helper. <laughs> Are you a, a helper mixed with anything or is it just straight helper? Um, definitely type two was my leading uh, Enneagram type, but um there's there's a few close seconds. So I think I have two or three that are really close seconds. But I guess as part of so there's all different types of coaching and we'll dive into this. But the specific type of coach that that I am uh, is an integral coach. And we use the Enneagram as a tool to help illuminate um, different things for clients. And it's pretty crazy when you get down the Enneagram mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Like we've got. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Training, um, on the Enneagram and all things that it can help people navigate, but it's, it's a pretty, pretty inspiring tool once you dig into it. Um, what, what numbers are you? You're, you're a nine and something, right? I'm a nine to six. They're all pretty close. So peacemaker, helper, loyalist. Mm. What is, yeah, okay, I'm, this is all coming back to me. It's been, what, like five years since I've done the Enneagram test. I was a really strong enthusiast and a hardcore challenger, and then everything else was, like, negligible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's honestly helped me learn so much about myself. Like, it's, yeah, it's an incredible tool. I know people have mixed emotions about that and personality tests in general, but I don't know, It it's really been helpful for me. My philosophy is, like, you know, with all these personality tests and theories and different things, um, take what what resonates and leave mm-hmm. them the, yeah. to the extent that things can help you even spark conversation or reflection or thought about yourself and who you are and how you relate to other people. And um, even like the Enneagram kind of shows what our, um, you know, biggest fears are. And mm-hmm. even just to, um, yeah, to, to spark that reflection and conversation, I think is worthwhile. So there's always, you can always get some golden nugget from, from any of these kind of tests and theories. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So give us the overview of what coaching actually is, because I do think there's some misconceptions about it. Um, and what are the main topics that you work with your clients on? Yeah, so coaching, obviously hugely uh, general term, but there's tons of different types of coaches and you might seek a coach for different reasons, but um, 
my kind of overview of coaching is all in the realm of human development. So coaching is really working with somebody who is going to create a safe space for you for reflection, growth, learning, and really change. So tackling challenging topics in your life, consciously creating your life, um, and becoming kind of an active participant in changing your way of acting, operating, or being. Um, Coaching is really about shining a light um, on things you might not be able to see. And I guess one of the misconceptions that I walked into coaching, the coaching training with, was that, you know, the coach is... um, an expert or might give you advice. And that is so far from the truth. Um, I think, you know, the best part about coaches is that they are a mirror and they reflect back to you maybe um, what Mm -hmm. you're having trouble seeing. And coaches are really like, they're not the expert. They are there to create um, a safe space for you to explore, to grow, to instigate change in your life. And it's really all about growth and learning and just human development. Yeah. My experience working with a coach, um, Patty from Shopify, shout out Patty, we love her. (laughs) She's the best. Um, But that was like a big kind of like jaw dropping moment for me is she asked me a bunch of questions. I don't even think in our first session she said anything. And I walked out of there (laughs) thinking she was like the best human on the planet. So clearly, sometimes a mirror is exactly what people need. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's totally worthwhile mentioning as well. Like people can seek out career coaches, relationship coaches, um, just personal development coaches, and people have different niches, of course. Um, And some coaches are generalized, so they can work with you on any kind of challenging topic that you're approaching in your life. Uh, The topics that I love working with clients on and that I've worked with clients so far is topics like fulfillment, um, confidence, showing up Mm -hmm. Self, finding your passion. Um, so every coach has, you know, a niche or a specialty. And it's worthwhile mentioning that, you know, you could find a business coach, for example, who um, will have very different credentials or background than, than a relationship coach. Yeah. And, and just like my own curiosity coming in, you said that you had the um, integral coach training. Why did you pick that kind of line of training? And mm-hmm. how does that help support the topics or the areas that you want to help people in? Yeah, so coaching in general, um, it's an interesting industry because it's not regulated today. So what that means is there's no uh, governing or one certifying body that says, yes, you are a coach. And so that's what you'll find as you come across different coaches is people have wildly different backgrounds. Some people are trained and certified. Some people are not. And so that's something to be aware of. Um, the reason that I chose integral coaching, there's a couple um kind of larger coaching institutions within North America. Um, Integral is an example of one based out of Canada. IPEC is another. Um, And the more that I did my research and um, tried to pick a coaching school that really aligned with my values and the approach I wanted to take was uh, Integral has this beautiful way of connecting you know, mind, body, and spirit, and in and soul, and it takes this kind of holistic, integral approach to coaching and to life, and that's something that totally aligned with me. And the more that I learned uh, about integral and the philosophies and their approach to human development, um, yeah, it just really inspired me. And I think because because you tackle it from this holistic perspective of mind, body, soul, um, it really kind of it touches on a lot of those topics that I mentioned. So things kind of broader, more existential questions like fulfillment and purpose and happiness. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that was kind of how I chose Integral, but there, there definitely are tons of really valuable programs out there. So I know one thing I really wanted to touch on with you is just the fact that starting a business and putting yourself out there can be very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And like for me, for example, the fear of people's opinions has blocked me from starting this podcast for so long. It probably would have started two years ago if I didn't care. And so I'm really interested in hearing from you what kind of strategies can folks implement to work through this fear and, and put themselves out there? Yeah, it's such a it's such a relatable comment because I think everybody at some point in their life um, you know, has this choice of uh stay stay in a safe place and, and don't change or make the change and uh try something different and um vulnerability is like such a common human experience um, and it Mm -hmm. really strengthens and brings us closer together. So the more vulnerable people can be, and I think the more authentic people can be, the the better. Um, It makes me think of a couple of things. I would say, number one, like make sure you have a support network of people that get what you're doing, what you're trying Mm -hmm. to support you um, because it's those people who are going to show up for you in moments when you feel, um, you know, like you might not want to move forward or that you're scared or you're scared of what people might think. Um, so definitely make sure you've got that kind of uh, close network of people that that are there for you. I think getting really clear on your why and your mission, like if your intention is pure, if you're um, showing up authentically, if you're sparking conversation that you believe in, if you're standing up for what you believe in, I think getting really clear and just reminding yourself in those moments of fear um, why you're doing what you're doing is super important. And um, it also makes me think of this quote. I think it's in one of Brene Brown's books or maybe her Netflix mm-hmm. special. But, um, she talks about getting into the arena. And she basically says, if you're not in the arena, like I don't want to hear your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks all about your critics and how she kind of approaches dealing with her critics. And I really think it's like important to note that if you're putting yourself out there, if you're, um, you know, being vulnerable and taking this step and this chance, it it definitely is going to be important for you to only take um, feedback and opinions from people that uh, maybe are in the arena themselves and kind of showing up. Um, I also think there's this one quote from Glennon Doyle. Um, mm-hmm. I love Glennon. Yeah, she's, big fans. Yeah, amazing. And Uh, One quote that I read in her book just stuck out to me, and I'll never forget it. But she says, there's no such thing as one way liberation. When you free yourself, you free the people around you. And I just, you know, coming back to that, like, if you can be brave and be your authentic self and like genuinely show up as you, I think you just inspire people around you to do the same. And it's almost you know, when you free yourself and you're going after what you want and you're showing up in the world, um, then you just inspire other people to do the same. Wow. One thing Emma and I eventually will tell the backstory of how this podcast truly came about, but we were so blessed to have a really solid friend group of entrepreneurs. And honestly, they're, they were all the people we started at Shopify with and have since gone on to develop brands or to work at other companies or mm-hmm. have really like pushed themselves. And we know that being close, like shoulder to shoulder with people out there doing it, or in this case, in the arena, is the ultimate motivation to go start your own thing. I can't can't even imagine doing this on an island. And that's where so many of our founders and entrepreneurs are sitting, right? They don't have this group of, of camaraderie. And I think maybe working with a coach is a good way to build that if it's not something you're just naturally a part of. 
Totally. And I think it's, it's worthwhile mentioning, like, there's, there's two types of critics. There's yourself as your own critic, and then there's external critics like other people. Um, And both of those we have to watch out for when we're like stepping into the arena and being vulnerable um, and, and, you know, trying something different. Like your inner critic is your ego, really. Like it's your, Mm -hmm. um, it's your, the part of you that wants to keep you the same and keep you safe and is fearful of like, what would happen if, and um, that is like super important just from a mindfulness perspective. Like what is your own patterns of thinking? How are you holding yourself back? Um, and then there's the external critic, which is like, you know, a bunch of people out there who might judge or, or think mm. what you're doing. And um, yeah, that, that from my own personal experience of like, you know, showing up on Instagram and building a community, building a brand, those are two, both of those critics are, you know, equally uh, challenging and, mm-hmm. uh, and something to watch out for. But working with a coach can totally help you tap in. Uh, to what matters to align you back to your vision and to create that space for you to reflect on, you know, how are you holding yourself back? Hmm. Oh, I dig that. And I'm also thinking like, okay, it's a lot to manage at any given time. And even for you, like, let's actually zoom in a little bit and let's talk about your specific experience. Mm -hmm. You're working full time. You've got this, I I don't even want to call it a side hustle. I don't feel like that's appropriate because it's a little bit more developed than that, but it is a passion project. How are you striking a balance between, you know, your, there's only so many hours in a day, but you want to give your all to both your full-time job and your passion project? Yeah, totally. I think one, one kind of revelation for me of 2020 was that I was compartmentalizing my life and in very funny ways, like body, mind, and soul. Um, with my like body, I had become a a spin instructor and that was a different side hustle. And for my mind, I had my full-time job and then my soul kind of, um, and my being was, uh, being nourished by Elevate and Expand, which is my passion project. And it's been a journey for me. And I think over time, I'm hoping to integrate all of those, um, in less compartmentalized ways, you know, on a daily basis, I think it's so important, like time management rituals, showing up for yourself. One thing that is always important for me, and I'm working on this on a daily basis is how am I nourishing my body, my mind and my soul every day and creating really, you know, strong rituals. Um, movement is really important. Mindfulness is really important for me. Um, yeah, just making sure that I'm giving back to myself so that I have the energy and the ability to show up in in all the different areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I remember you posted this on Instagram not too long ago that um, something to be mindful of is that social media actually takes a lot of – it's an energy exchange, right? I, I think this was on your Instagram. It was. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I think it's so true. Can you speak to how you intentionally – show up on social media and how you know when you need to pull back. Yeah, totally. And um, I guess as as another piece of my background, um, I trained in Reiki in 2020. And so energy is something that is a part of my coaching style. I always coach about the different types of energy and how we can empower ourselves through that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's so funny because social media is you giving energy. And so people including myself, I'll, I'll go through the week or the weekend and say like, how am I still tired after a weekend? <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's because if you're on automatic and you're, 
you know, in your spare moments, checking your Instagram, like you are giving your energy. And so we need to protect our energy and learn how to create really like healthy boundaries with technology, with people, et cetera. And um, so, the you know, it's a work in progress. I'm far from perfect. Um, I'm trying to figure out, you know, for myself, how I can create those really healthy boundaries with technology and social media, especially being um, in the tech industry. Like I'm on my computer, you know, nine to five most days. And so mm-hmm. um, what what's really helped for me is setting boundaries in the morning and at night. So I try and have at least an hour in the morning where I don't pick up my phone and an hour at night where I don't look at my phone. Wow. Um, you know, again, work in progress, but that's the intention. Um, and also just like realizing what is the value that social media brings to your life and then only let yourself engage with social media in that way. So if it's not filling you up, if you're following accounts that that are not making you feel like, you know, the how you're hoping to feel um, or, or like really maximizing the benefits that social media does bring because they're totally our benefits, connection, community, um, just really reviewing and taking an audit of like, how are you spending your time on there? How much time are you spending on there? And how can you, yeah, create a better uh, relationship? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I think just even you pointing out that you are exchanging energy when you're on social media, like I didn't even have that awareness. And I think just now that I have that awareness, it's shifted for me. It's like, oh, am I actually going to feel good if I sit on Instagram for an hour? Mm-hmm. Or is that going to be draining? And I, th- I think it's just something that, Social media is still relatively new and we're still learning about it. And I think it's really important to build that awareness of what it actually takes out of us. Totally. And I think there's ways you can build in rituals, whether it's, you know, the morning and evening ritual of being off technology um, or like taking a day a week off, whatever feels manageable for you, maybe set a couple hours aside. Um, I think something, you know, going into 2021 that I'm going to try and stick to is social media free Sundays where I allow myself one day a week where I'm really not on technology because um, just last weekend, I took the full weekend off social media, which it had been a while since I had done that. And mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how slow time felt. Like usually I feel like <laughs> I, I blink, it's Friday night and then it's Monday morning. And basically wow. I felt recharged and really rested from a weekend just totally unplugged oh I love that I actually remember I can't think it was Thanksgiving last year maybe it was the end of the year I can't remember anyways doesn't matter but on my list of um, improvements I wanted to make in my life I had these technology retreats that I incorporated and I wanted just two days like you're talking about but not even just social media for me it was everything so telephone television computers all of it and i mean i was like 3 quarters late but i finally did it for the first time um, in november and i was a different human being i felt like my thoughts were going in different places uh my heart rate was different like even 2 days is mm-hmm. not that long and i already started to see a difference so i can totally understand that that would make a massive impact for sure Interesting. Okay. I actually want to go back to one other thing you said. You were like, oh, I have all of these different activities that I participate in that, that fulfill me in different ways. That was actually the first thing that Patty helped me with. I was like frustrated and working, consulting with these people that were, you know, there was a jewelry maker at the time. And she was like, what if you're wanting to work with her because you're missing being creative? Your job is so scientific. What if there's an aspect of you that doesn't feel like it's getting developed? And I was like, okay, yeah, Patty, whatever. And then I like kind of left the meeting. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe she's onto something. And I started to think 
I don't know, what does creativity really contribute to my life? And it kind of opened my eyes. And now I'm seeing, even when it comes to content, it's I'm not painting a picture, but I am being creative in the types of questions I ask and the Mm -hmm. conversations I have. And my energy level is like through the roof when you're working with someone and they're feeling stuck or unmotivated and maybe they don't see what you see. How do you get them to kind of take the wool off their eyes or, or really get centered with what's happening? Yeah. So, um, integral coaching uses metaphors to help people change and shift their mindset and change their ways of being. So, um, you know, using language that feels really relatable and and kind of sticky language is really helpful when trying to make a change. Um, that's why, you know, naming a day, like, self-care Sundays or whatever it is, like creating stickiness around your rituals and your routines can really help um, just be a reminder and, and kind of create that intentional versus automatic living. But I think it's so important for people to um, embrace and and to try new things when they're, um, yeah, approaching personal development and change. So it's funny how people make assumptions about like, does creativity matter to me or (laughs) something about themselves and until they try and, and through coaching, it's really about finding the right practices, um, whether it's like body practices or um, yeah, just just different ways to try and get yourself out of that uh, pattern or that box that you've almost put yourself in. Um, A good example is like, I was working with a client on, on spiraling thought patterns and we had, kind of created this exercise where when she was spiraling in a thought pattern, she would actually get up and physically shake her body, like move her mm-hmm. body. Around. And it was, um, it was really important for her because it turned out that she was super connected with her body and, and that was what grounded her. And so even that physical shift, it's kind of a funny example, but just getting yourself out of um, your current ways of being and, and ways of thinking. So creativity is so important and it sounds great that you, Uh, found some energy there. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it comes to entrepreneurship in specific, what are some of the themes that you see holding founders, entrepreneurs back? And what are some ways that um, we can look out to make sure we're not falling into those patterns? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we spoke about the vulnerability piece that Mm -hmm. is so, um, it's so human and, and fear is obviously such a a natural response. So like I mentioned, when it comes to our inner critic, like we're, our, our mind is trying to keep us safe and keep us the same. So when we do something to create change or to, um, you know, put ourselves out there, our, our brain is like, what are we doing? We don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so oftentimes I think it's us that are holding ourselves back. Um, and you mentioned Emma, like maybe you would have started this podcast a couple years ago and, um, I think realizing that like you are, you know, the creator of your life and that you can have an impact and, um, and make a change. So that's one of the things that definitely holds people back. Um, I think perfection holds people back. So this image of mm-hmm. like, I want things to be perfect, or I'm not ready yet, or I don't know enough yet. Um, I think the the truth of it is like you learn as you go and, you know, perfection is the enemy of good. People say, um, get started and, um, and you'll learn along the way. I think anything that helps you learn more about yourself and your life and what you want from your life is a win. So I think, um, trying to ship like this beautiful polished product is 
holds a lot of people back because, um, because it's hard to take that first step. And then I think, you know, last but not least, like expectations um, or judgment holds people back. So that kind of connects to the fear we spoke about. But I think just letting go of expectations of yourself um, and what people might think is so important. Mm. And I think that's why, like for me, the safety of, you know, creating Elevate and Expand while I have a full-time job, it allows me to, you know, only engage with it in a low pressure way. Um, For me, it's a creative outlet and it's a way for me to, um, yeah, really follow and pursue my passions in this kind of passion project way. So it's not yet a full-time thing, but if you can even get started with um, something while you have, you know, financial security in other ways, that's also helpful. And I think what you touched on, on, you know, the element of our ego is going to try to convince us not to do something. I think it's really important that people just have awareness that that's a thing. Because I think so often, as soon as that thought comes in, they just believe it. They're just like, okay, no, yeah, it's right. I shouldn't do this. Um, My gut's telling me no, but really it's just your ego. And I think just knowing that that's going to be there no matter what, even if it's the best idea in the world, um, your your ego's still going to try to talk you out of it. Yeah, totally. And um, and that's why it's helpful to have a support network and to get out of your own head um, and and share with other people. So whether it's writing it down in in your journal, um, sharing with a close you know network of friends or family, um, that can be helpful too because you can kind of gain that energy or that support or excitement from from people other than yourself, and that way you don't get kind of trapped in the spiral of thinking of I'm not ready or um, what will people think or whatever it is. Interesting. Okay. Well, I think you've got like two people on the line here that are already sold on coaching and I've seen the benefits (laughs) over the years. If people listening are thinking, all right, well, this kind of sounds like where I am in life right now. I want to give it a shot. How do they go about finding a coach to work with and what are the things that they should be keeping an eye out for? Yeah. So coaching is, um, it's, I would say it's starting to gain popularity. And I think like over the next yeah. five, 10 years, we'll really start to see, um, to, to see it take off, honestly. But I think to date and, and the way that I've still seen people get coaches is through word of mouth. Hmm. And while that is not necessarily scalable, um, it, it's still really valuable because you can actually get feedback from somebody, you know, who has, chatted with that coach or had an experience with that coach. And um, I think it's so important to leverage your network. So, you know, mm-hmm. business coach you're looking for, maybe post on LinkedIn and ask if anybody has a recommendation or if it's a personal coach you're looking for, maybe post on your Instagram um, and then really like take time to do the research and take an intro call to make sure it's a good fit Um, I think one thing that's important is like finding a coach is one problem set and then making sure you find a coach that fits is another. And Mm -hmm. I would say research is so important. Like if you, um, you know, find a coach, follow them on Instagram. If they have any articles, read their articles, make sure that um, their philosophy is kind of in line with what you're looking for. If you're looking for a specific coach in a specific area, maybe you want to make sure that they have a certification. Um, in coaching or depending on the area you're looking for some industry experience. Um, yeah. And then 
There's other ways to access coaching in a more accessible way. So if you're not ready to take the plunge and and dive into a one-to-one program, um, there's communities out there and and coaching programs um, and even different kind of personal development products out there that could maybe be a good start. And um, I didn't really dive into exactly what Elevate and Expand is, but because I have a full-time gig, instead of doing a lot of one-to-one coaching, I'm actually trying to inspire and empower people to find find fulfillment and navigate their lives through scalable products, programs, and content. So providing tools and resources for people to be able to take personal development into their own hands or join programs that are not one-to-one, but one-to-many. Actually, earlier this year, I created a a personal development journal. So people who, you know, want to take it into their own hands and do it on their own time. Um, So there's tons of resources out there. And I know it can seem a bit noisy at times, but I would say lean on your personal network. Um, Definitely do your research and make sure it's a good fit. Um, yeah, and 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 try different kind of ways of accessing coaching. So whether it's journals or programs, um, podcasts, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the good things about social media is it does make finding resources so much more attainable. Like even for me, I'm going to say everyone who's listening should follow you on Instagram because you just share such nice content that just helps me kind of reframe the way I'm thinking and um, and. Yeah, so I think it's really cool the community you're creating and that you're making that more accessible to people and just helping build awareness of um, what coaching even is. Because like you said, it's so new. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, I think we're going to start to see more and more of, you know, coaching marketplaces, if you will. Like there's a couple of companies out there who are connecting people to coaches. And I've seen companies even that are now trying to help people find therapists that that are the right fit. And so I think we'll start to see that more and more that there's this gap in the market where it's hard to find a coach or a therapist. Um, And so there's companies out there that are trying to solve that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then one thing that just came to my mind as you were speaking, which I'm wondering if maybe somebody listening might be curious about, what do you see as the difference between coaching and therapy? Yeah, great question. Um, Coaching and therapy, although they kind of play in the same arena of, you know, the human experience, human development, they're very, very different. So um, therapists generally across Canada, at least, um, are all part of governing bodies. So it's more regulated than coaching is today. Um, Therapists help kind of work with people one-to-one on um, different problems that they're or challenges that they're kind of experiencing in life. And they're able to actually talk through the past with clients. So reflecting on the past, asking questions, providing tools and resources. Um, Coaching is very different in the sense that you basically are looking from the present forward. So they do not dive into um, past experiences or traumas or anything like that. It's mostly about how do we tackle a future problem or a problem you're experiencing right now. Um, So that's one major differentiator. And I would say because of the regulations, like therapy requires typically a master's um, in in kind of a related field. So either social work um, or counseling psychology or clinical psychology, whereas coaching like 
one of the kind of bad raps of coaching is somebody could be a coach and just call themselves a coach with zero mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. You do end up like you do have to do your research and you really have to make sure that you trust and feel good about um, the person who you're engaging with because you know, the, uh, the only governing body of coaching is ICF and, and it's not official. So it's harder to, um, yeah, to make sure that you have somebody with the right certification. So those are a couple differences, but um, yeah, there's definitely value in both. Like I personally think somebody could have a coach and a therapist and be working on very yeah. different things. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And I love the idea of like kind of democratizing this reflection and self-improvement. Like your social really is, and we're going to tag it in the show notes because it's, I feel like the best place for people to start. When you're looking at the entire ecosystem and who inspires you, maybe they're coaches, maybe they're, you know, people in other disciplines, who do you look for, for inspiration? Yeah, I think, um, I think you mentioned like you've got a great network of, you know, women entrepreneurs in your life. And same goes for me. I think my my biggest support system and inspiration is um, women in my life who are, you know, going after it, putting themselves out there um, and really, yeah, finding independence through entrepreneurship. And um, so, so that's probably some of my biggest support system. Um, I also have coaches like a couple years ago when I got certified, there was a group of people who um, were all coaches and all starting up businesses. And we would meet every month for dinner together and just share the common experience of starting a business and and starting a coaching practice and just share and inspire and empower each other. Um, And so that was a really beautiful way of connecting with other coaches. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of ways that you can, you know, gain inspiration. And I would say just look around because Oftentimes, like in your own community or in your own friend group, there's people who are um, inspirational in different ways and and who can kind of help bring you out of your shell as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. And yeah, I mean, it kind of just reminds me of the Glennon Doyle quote you shared, like, when you're out there, you're inspiring other people to get out there and you're liberating them too. And um, yeah, and I just think it's so nice. <laughs> so refreshing. Yeah. Big fans. Taylor, this has been so much fun. And I just feel like we're doing our part to get everyone out there interested in working with a coach and seeing that it can help so much. And in so many different ways, I think you've got three people with really positive experiences working with coaches so far. And I'm just really happy that our audience can hear more about that. Yeah, I'm super happy to share. And I think, I mean, yeah, in terms of people wanting to achieve you know happiness or or follow their dreams that kind of thing like you need a support system so no one expects you to do it alone and nor should in my opinion you do it alone whether it's um you know just a personal support network or a coach or a therapist like um i think there's strength in numbers and um going at something alone and, and feeling isolated is uh definitely a challenge and it's a challenge for entrepreneurs. So I think the more that you can kind of build up your support system and your network, the better. And coaching is definitely a great way to do that. Oh, I totally agree. I think, yeah, being an entrepreneur can be very lonely. And I think seeking out the support of a coach can just be so transformational and helping you get something off the ground, helping you move past those fears. So yeah, thank you so much for being here and for sharing with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Taylor. 
Well, that was a fun one, a bit of a different conversation than a lot of these founder stories we've been showcasing, but I think such a valuable thing to highlight, right? If this is the type of intentionality and being proactive that founders need in their lives to help them avoid burnout, to make sure that they're on the right path, to get that sense of community. I just think that was such a healthy and fun conversation. I agree. And I think it's also really cool to hear Taylor speak to, you know, how she also has a full-time job and she's also building this passion project and the fulfillment she gets from that. And I think it's a reminder that no matter where you're at, even if you're not ready to quit your job, um, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you can't start something that's meaningful to you. 100%. And we referenced it a few times for anyone interested in following Taylor on Instagram. The account is at Elevate and Expand, all spelled out, Elevate and Expand. She posts so many good frameworks or quotes and things that are actually helpful, not just you know, kind of woo-woo or aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, she has that too. But I mean, it's just like, this is your built-in coach in an Instagram account. Absolutely. And hopefully this episode helped give you a better understanding of what coaching is. And, you know, I think, as I said, being a founder can be really lonely and I think it can be such a valuable tool for entrepreneurs to use. So yeah, hopefully it it gave you a bit more background. Yeah. And as always, we so appreciate when you can rate and review the podcast. That's how we get our name out there. And so if you liked this episode and you got something from it, we would really appreciate if you could take five seconds to do that. And we will see you next week. See you next week. 